welcome to Through the Marketing Lens, a podcast designed to propel your business forward. I'm Katrina, your host, marketing obsessor, and an entrepreneur turned business and marketing strategy coach for women who want to start, grow, and scale their businesses with power. I see what works and what doesn't, and I'm going to share it all. I'm showing up for you here every Tuesday to deliver business tools and strategies in fluff-free episodes. So let's dive in together. Well, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. This is a totally fluff-free and to-the-point podcast. I want to give you some absolutely killer business advice through the lens of marketing because marketing is all about growth and connection, and that is what I do. This is always a win business. And before I dive in today, I want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast right now, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, so that you can make sure you never miss a beat. With that, today's episode is about Women's History Month. That's the month that we are in, guys. That's March. Women's History Month is legally declared national um, celebration honoring the contributions of women to history in the United States and also culture and society. In 1980, U.S. President Jimmy Carter declared that the week of March 8th would be National Women's History Week. This was a week-long event and it obviously turned into a month-long celebration. So that's where we are now. And, um, you know, this is just such an important topic that I want to spend a lot of time on this month because, um, you know, we look around and we see like glass ceilings being shattered and a lot of talk about that. And obviously we have our first female vice president in the United States of America in January, 2021. And it's pretty wild to think that this is our first female vice president voice representing us in 245 years. We're slowly, as women, finding our seats at the table across the world as leaders, I will add, uh, very slowly. (laughs) It may feel like we keep hearing about, like I said before, these ceilings being shattered because it is happening, but we're really only at the beginning of this journey. And um, think about it, in the United States, we've only had the right to vote as women since 1920. That's just over 100 years. Can you imagine how lucky we are today that we don't even have to think about it here in the U.S. when women all over the world dream of such a right or the thought of being viewed as an equal, which is a whole other discussion. Despite all this recent progress that we're talking about, and obviously a lot of good things are happening, and I don't want to take away from that, but shining the light on the reality, roughly 8% of all Fortune 500 companies are led by women. That's it, 8%. And only uh, three women on, on the list are women of color. That's crazy, right? So according to McKinsey and Lean In, uh, their most recent Women in the Workplace report, the number of women in the C-suite grew from 17% to 21% from January 15th, I'm sorry, January 2015 to January 2020. So we have a long way to go, but there is growth happening. It just feels like it's a snail's pace. So I don't want to give too much credence to 
um, what is happening all around us when the reality of the numbers is it's not going very quickly, right? So we, the more we pay attention to it, the more we talk about it, the more we're honest about it, the more that we can shine the light on the truth. And the truth is that some of this stuff is driven by society and some of this stuff is driven by our own thoughts. And really they're very, very intertwined and there's so much chicken and egg there. I recently heard this story that Melinda Gates told. And just to remind you who Melinda Gates is, she is far more than Bill Gates's wife. Melinda Gates is an American philanthropist, a former former general manager at Microsoft, which is the world's largest computer software company. She graduated with a bachelor's and an MBA from Duke University. She was also the valedictorian in her high school. She's very, very smart in her own right. Um, In 2000, she and her husband, Bill Gates, co-founded the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And it has since become the world's largest private charitable organization as of 2015. So in 15 years, they've made this the world's largest. Melinda tells the story that she struggled for such a long time with um, imposter syndrome. She said she would meet these scientists for her organization. And she, the story she told herself was that these experts didn't want to talk to her. They ultimately were ignoring her because she was not Bill. And she didn't feel like she knew enough science. So it just kept her in this place of feeling like an imposter. And I just want you to hear that for a moment, right? This is a woman who, um, along with having an MBA from Duke and all of her credentials, she runs the world's largest private charitable organization, and she feels like an imposter. So many women struggle with this. So many people struggle with this feeling. And the reality is women have been told for so long that they didn't deserve a seat at the table. And frankly, we're still being told that. And it's something that we really just have to face, right? And then, and deal with. And what Melinda Gates said is that she had to face her insecurities about this, right? She had to become aware of them. And then she had to face these insecurities. And once she did that, she was able to chip away at them. There is something so beautiful about hearing that a woman like this is just like everyone else. And I think that's the story. Rich, poor, tall, short, famous, not famous. Our feelings are very similar as people. And we're all equally in a position to own our story, to face our insecurities, and we all have them. Um, But as women, I just feel as though we, you know, we have so many places that we're going. And I see so many women who are starting their own businesses and going out on these extraordinary journeys. Um, But it's not easy, right? Nothing is easy, but it's not easy but hearing things like this makes it more normal. It is normal that you don't feel ready to do these things. It is normal that this is uncomfortable. It is normal that you are scared shitless. I am too. So is Melinda Gates. Um, You know, I just think it's really cool that the core, you're all basically the same. 
even the people that we put up on this really high pedestal. We all have the same feelings, same emotions, same struggles. We're all just humans having a human experience. And um, to bring it back to the women component, there's just so much to learn from each other. And um, when we pull each other up, we make such waves. And I remember hearing Jen Hatmaker say at a conference I attended last year that as women, we need to look for the women who will turn around and pull us up when they're farther ahead. Right? Like that's such a moment there. There's such a difference when you surround yourself with the women, the mentors that will, will pull you up no matter how far along they are. Those friends that will cheer you on and mean it. Um, and I got asked a question recently in a clubhouse room. This is all well and good, but how do you do that? Right? How do you break a toxic cycle or how do you make these friends or how do you find those mentors and that was just such a good question because we talk about this in such a nebulous way. But how do you do that? So I'm going to walk through six different thoughts that I had around this and, um, and give you my feelings because it is something that I do not negotiate on. It is something that has changed my life and continues to as I get even more clear. So how do you do that? Number one, first and foremost, is being that woman first. So are you shit-talking? Are you judging, right? So if you want to surround yourself with people who are not doing those things, then you have to be the person that doesn't either. You can't expect other people to be um, doing things that, that you... You can't expect people, I'm going to say that again, you can't expect people to show up in a way that you are not, right? So first and foremost is doing the work there, actually deciding who you want to be and then stepping into that person and just doing it. Number two is trusting your gut. So we like to be guided by shiny objects. Maybe for you, that's how much money she has or the house she has or the car she drives. I don't care what it is. Um, if it feels wrong in your gut, it probably is. You have to create relationships that feel right. So you have to really be in touch with what those things are um, and bring awareness to what you want. Number three is be genuine and let time do its thing. So what I have found is that when we get excited about real relationships, and, and I do too, I absolutely am like a friend whore. If I fall in love with you, um, I am very emotive. And you really can't rush these relationships. You cannot force them. There's, you know, stalking someone, you know, especially if it's like a mentor or whatever. You don't want to do that. Reaching out and asking for a coffee date and making a plan, that's amazing. But it might take time to happen, and you kind of have to let that take its course. It doesn't mean you can't reach back out, but I've seen it a few times over where people will um, go a little bit overboard, and, and it changes the relationship when you go a little bit fast. It's kind of like dating, actually, now that I think about that. Number four, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, you're being really vulnerable by asking someone to be your mentor, by um, 
joining different networking groups, by surrounding yourself with women you don't know. Um, it's really uncomfortable, but this is a muscle. So once you kind of start doing it and you deal with what it might feel like to get rejected and you realize you don't die, um, it just gets easier and easier. At this point, I have no problem if I meet somebody um, asking them over Instagram or um, various places, text messages, emails, hey, let's do this. If they say no, they don't get back to me, then I'll shoot them another event that's happening or hey, do you want to join me at this? I have a free ticket. Um, those things, because it's genuine and it's not stalkerish, it's really genuine at this point, it works. And I add value to their life, and I'm about to talk about that. So number five is adding value to their life. So don't be a creep. Um, and that can be a total fine line. It's a bit of an art. I recognize that. But if you're adding value, if you're, like I said, saying, hey, like I have this great um, – I heard this great podcast and it made me think of you. I just wanted to shoot this over to you. Um, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you about this in particular or invite you to something. You know, if it's something that they actually want and you get that and you're not just asking for something from them, that's that key takeaway, right? Because I've been asked to coffee a lot of times and every business person has um, to pick my brain. And while that is fine, it is a lot for someone who's really busy when you just say, hey, can I pick your brain? It doesn't mean they're going to say no. I oftentimes try to make it work. But it's a big ask when someone is busy. So adding value to their life can be really helpful to getting a yes. And number six is pull other people up without an agenda, period. It doesn't have to mean anything else than that. I think when I see other women doing it, when I see the positive Instagram posts or, um, you know, even just the way you're talking about people, it all just marries into each other. And when you surround yourself with the people who are like that, it just, it kind of is like this tornado effect. It pulls the right people in. So, um, in honor of this very special month, I am going to be collaborating with and featuring women all month long on my various platforms. And I'm so excited to share women with you that have truly inspired me. These are women in my industry and women who are completely outside of my industry. But my intention is just to shine a light and add help, add um, some help to your business, help you grow your business. Of course, that's always my intention, but I just want to build other women up. So um, if you want to be featured or you know someone that wants to be featured, please bring it on. Email me directly at Katrina at KatrinaAronson.com. Aronson is A-R-O-N-S-O-N.com. And tell me, I am all ears. If you want to get these features and collaborations so your business can gain new women to build you up, get on my email list. I dropped the quick link in the show notes here to make your life a little bit easier. So um, you can see everything that I'm sending out this month. And as always, I just want to say thank you for trusting me with your business and your time. Please, if you like what you're hearing, share this episode, share this podcast with friends, with business people by screenshotting 
and putting it on your Instagram stories. That's the most effective thing or sending it to them directly. And please tag me so I can see it. This little engine thrives because of you. And that's literally the only way that we grow. I am leaving you today with one thought. Do one small thing that scares you a little bit today and moves you in the right direction. And until next week, I hope you have a wonderful day, week, and um, or night, depending on where you are. Have a great one.